0: Hold on this country Where it's hard used to be and No glory is divided On the firing street. They say building back Better make America Great If that's a wave of the future All oh, I've got to say Stick your progress Where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess Away from me Just my Let government say You can have back your freedoms if you do what we say Stick your progress where the sun don't shine Keep your big mess away from me and mine. If you leave us alone Well, we'd all be just fine Down our main streets and they shut down our choices. they us all over, but it's all over now. We figured it out. We ain't backing down. Stick your progress where the sun don't shine. Keep you beat. just my
1: Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now.
2: Well, I've won and lost against the best This old road's been a hell of a test well, I'm still driving, I ain't slowing down There's rules i love to break and bend Mistakes I've made again and again But I tell you this, my friends, I'm still around
0: I hit it hard, man, oh.
1: And a good Thursday, whoa, I'm a day ahead, Wednesday morning, St. Louis, I guess the daylight savings time messed with me more than I thought. I'm a day ahead, not just an hour uh, behind, but we welcome you in on this Wednesday morning to the Window World King's Court right here on kevinslaytonshow.com, kevinslaytonshow.com. You can spread the good word, and uh, as we await the election results... I'm going to have plenty to say about it, and of course, you'll hear from some people involved, but uh, we're here every morning because we bring you the truth unvarnished and backed with facts and evidence. We have sanity, as most people do, except if you live in Pennsylvania. Let's be honest about it. Pennsylvania is the most radicalized home of lunatics you've ever seen in your life. And I asked these people in Pennsylvania this very simple question. Would you let John Fetterman babysit your young children? I didn't think so. But yet you'll vote for him. Now, we can assume that since it is Pennsylvania and Arizona, that cheating goes on in those two states. We know it goes on in Arizona, and we can only assume it goes on in Pennsylvania where they ignore their own state laws when it comes to elections. So the cheating goes on there, too. Did they steal the election from Dr. Oz? Well, we'll get into that as we go along. But you're going to hear from Governor Ron DeSantis, who had a landslide victory in Florida, winning Palm Beach County and Miami-Dade County for the first time since Jeb Bush. Do you even remember Jeb Bush? (laughs) Low-energy Jeb, as Donald Trump called him. People are quick to blame Trump for what turned out to not be the tsunami that we were all led to believe it would be. And yet I'm here to tell you the doom and gloom needs to stop. The Republicans are going to win the house when the final tally is made. If they can win Nevada and Arizona in the Senate races there, they'll win the Senate. What more do we want? What more could we have possibly achieved if Nevada and Arizona come through and – Both are looking good. The counties that haven't been counted in Nevada are Republican counties. That looks good for Laxalt. The county in Arizona that's all effed up every time there's an election, Maricopa County, is predominantly Republican. Blake Masters is closing the gap there quickly. Carrie Lake is closing the gap quickly in Arizona. Now, it is amazing to me that the people in Arizona tried this again, the the crooks, the criminals, the Katie Hobbses, that they tried it blatantly and early. When they came up with glitches in the printing machines, excuse me, a glitch in the printing machine that can't be fixed. Come on, you can do better than that. I mean, I've admired your ways of cheating the Democrats. I've admired their cheating ways forever. They're good at it. But that's the best you can do? Well, of course, that's all they had to do. Do you know why? Harmeet Dillon and her army of attorneys were on the ground there. They immediately went over to the courthouse, the superior judge, and filed a lawsuit to extend voting for three hours because people that were stuck in line weren't going to be able to vote. Would they come back later? Doubtful. So they wanted to extend it three hours, and the judge ruled no. The judge's name is Timothy Ryan appointed by former Governor Janet Napolitano. Now, who is she? She's a flaming liberal who worked in the Obama administration. She appointed this liberal judge who then rejected the Republican request to extend voting hours for th- or voting for three hours. You know who, who argued against extending it was Mark Kelly's attorneys. I'll ask this to Mark Kelly and all liberals everywhere. If you're confident in your candidate, why do you care – If voting gets extended three hours because your people effed it up. What's three hours? You lunatics won't have it counted before Friday, they're telling us now. So what's three more hours? Three more hours was designed to keep people away because they knew that the glitch would make people go home. And they likely wouldn't come back in time before the polls closed. Many were probably on their lunch break. Well, they're not going to come back in time. But if you give them three more hours to come back, then they would come back. But Judge Timothy Ryan, who's as corrupt as the day is long, knew that. And so he made sure that the polls were not open three more hours. You have nothing to lose if you want to be perceived as a fair election by leaving the polls open for three extra hours in the case of a glitch. What the F is wrong out there in the desert? Do those people get their brains fried? Well, no, Kevin, they're liberals. Half of going to court in this day and age is getting the right judge. Do do not ever assume that judges are all equal, that judges are all fair. They are not. They are political animals. The judiciary in this country has been corrupted by politics just like everything else. And if you don't get the judge with the right letter by his name or her name, you're screwed. And that's what these election lawsuits are finding out all over the country. You've got to venue shop. That's supposed to be against the law, but you've got to do it. You've got to find the right venue to file these things. And you've got to have the right judge. There's not a judge in this country that's a Democrat appointee or who has a Democrat D by his name or her name that will ever recuse themselves because of their political beliefs. Ever. The judiciary in this country is just as agenda-driven as the Congress, as the media. Don't ever doubt that. Don't think that you can find justice going to a courtroom. You cannot. You cannot. This country is hopelessly lost. I was talking to a young man who just got back from Scotland on an eight-day trip over there in the U.K. He seriously wants to move there. The U.K. is preferable to this place. Can you blame him? If this doesn't go right in Nevada and Arizona, where it's trending that it will, But if it doesn't, then we have to depend on a runoff in Georgia. Now, we know how corrupt that'll be. We found that out two years ago. Georgia is hopelessly corrupt, and they'll be even more corrupted when they know what's at stake. That's the importance of Nevada and Arizona. It renders Georgia moot. No one will give a flying F about Georgia. And that's what it should be. Who cares about those rednecks anyway? But since they never count stuff on time, they're always the last one standing. But it's amazing that over there in Arizona, <laughs> you can ab- actually sit there and try to convince us that a printing glitch is caused everything to shut down. There are technically four Senate seats still up for grabs, but Ron Johnson is projected to win in Wisconsin. And then you need two. And so Nevada and Arizona would be the two. There are people who are blaming Trump. Oh, Trump was on the ballot. Trump candidates were terrible. We said on this show, we've said it for months, that Dr. Oz and Herschel Walker were not the ideal candidates, but it shouldn't matter. The kind of people that they were running against, it shouldn't have mattered. But you can also point to J.D. Vance in Ohio. That was a Trump candidate. He won. The uh, Gallup in uh, Alaska, she's winning. Other Trump candidates won. It was a mixed bag, mixed results. It usually is in a general election. But it's not as though Trump candidates got wiped out. It just so happens the highest profile one did. The one where you thought you could have put a moron up against a vegetable and won. This time the vegetable won. Why? Because it takes a vegetable to know a vegetable, and that's what the residents of Pennsylvania are. I wouldn't care if Pennsylvania goes completely broke. I hope the state goes completely bankrupt. I don't give a flying rip about the people in Pennsylvania. They are hopelessly fucked up. Those people need a shrink, and even a shrink won't help. When you vote for a vegetable, and this is the problem, too, with debates that come late and early voting. I think they start voting in Pennsylvania tomorrow for the 2024 election. Those are some sicko sicko people up there. I wouldn't even visit Pennsylvania, or New York for that matter. How about New Yorkers? Now, no one expected Lee Zeldin to win. At least I didn't. It's New York. But everybody got their hopes up because the Democrats had put up such a horrible candidate, and Lee Zeldin made a battle out of it. In the process, he got other people elected that they didn't think would get elected. That Sean Maloney, who told you to eat SpaghettiOs, is out on his ass. Big home run there. So what, what were your goals going into last night or yesterday afternoon when you went and voted? You thought, if we can get the Senate and the House. Man, it'll be a grand slam, right? That's still in play. I don't understand the doom and gloom because Fetterman won. So Fetterman winning sent the entire country into a tizzy of, oh, woe is the, Dem- woe is the Republicans. They better do some soul searching. They, they got rejected. They didn't get rejected. Dr. Oz got rejected by a pack of lunatics. You knew that was going to be close. I thought all along it would come down to Arizona, Georgia, and Nevada. And I was right. I didn't have to be a genius. I also thought this would be a slaughterhouse, and it wouldn't even be close in those states. I can't believe anybody would vote for Warnock, Kelly, or that chick over in Nevada. But I can't believe anybody voted for Fetterman either. But that one scared me all along because it's Pennsylvania. But as far as the rest of it's concerned, it was a slaughter. We t- we took over the house, or will take over the house when all the ballots are officially counted. Pelosi's going to be out. Would we have liked fifty-five senators? Sure, but is there any difference between fifty-five and fifty-one? No. Still got the majority. Can't get caught up in how many unless you get sixty. 51 is good enough. And in the House, I don't care what the majority is. As long as it's one, you win. Look at all the governor's races that the Republicans won. But here's something that everybody should pay attention to. At least as we sit here now, with results still not completely counted, so far as I've been able to figure out, not one, not one incumbent lost. All of the seats that were flipped were either two newbies running over a vacant seat where people retired and plenty of people did retire, or the incumbent won. That should scare everybody. That's the power of being an incumbent in this country. Everybody claims that we need term limits, but nobody really wants them, not for their guy. You love your gal, you want her to stay. It's yours that needs to go. I'm telling you, the people in this country are so effed up, it's not even funny. It's not even funny. Sadly, Corey Bush won in a landslide over Andrew Jones. Once again, St. Louis showing its colors. And Sam Page wins in St. Louis County, so shows you again about St. Louis. You know what I loved about voting in St. Charles County yesterday when I went into that, got that ballot? I looked at it, and almost every office, I think with one exception, city councilors, prosecutors, everything else, Republicans running unopposed. The Democrats don't even try to win in St. Charles County. Because they know they can't. There's too much sanity out here. A lot of sane people moved from North County, which was always sane, and moved out here. There are stories that if the official count puts the Republicans in charge of the House, that Kevin McCarthy might get ousted. Now, I'm not a fan of Kevin McCarthy, and I wouldn't mind if he were ousted, but I have to say that he's the guy that went around, recruited a lot of candidates, a lot of diverse candidates for the Republican field, and they took over the House, and they may take over the Senate. So I don't know that you boot him out, but I would boot McConnell out in a heartbeat. Whether you take over the Senate or not, you need a new leadership in the Senate. And that brings us to Donald Trump. The campaign against him by the media and the left-wing lunatics in this country is starting to succeed. And by that I mean this. Their goal was to tarnish him. They knew they couldn't stop him legally from ever running again, even though they've tried and failed numerous times. But their goal was then to tarnish him and smear him enough that it would hurt him in the minds of some people, even his supporters. It would create doubt. And the doubt is this. Not that Donald Trump's a great president. No one doubts that, that has voted for him before. The doubt is, can he win? And that's, that's where the doubt creeps in. I have friends of mine, met with one of them yesterday. Big Trump supporter, and he said, do you think Trump should should run? And I said, the very fact that you would ask me that means they're getting to you. They're getting to all all of us who have been Trump supporters with the constant pounding to stoke fear in the hearts of Trump supporters that your guy can't win. So don't vote for him. And because their message is so redundant and repeated on the network's ad nauseum, I'm thinking they've done damage. I think they succeeded. Because when some of the supporters are doubting, then maybe it's time to change. Maybe it's time to just be the senior statesman of the Republican Party. You hear people in, on these uh, media outlets, these contributors saying, you know, I'm a Trump supporter, voted for him, but, you know, he's got to move on now. What did he do last night? He didn't do anything. He wasn't on the ballot. Some of his candidates won, some lost. DeSantis made such a splash and then gave the speech of his life. And with the crowd chanting two more years, they clearly want him to run for president. I have nothing against Ron DeSantis. In fact, I'll vote for him if he runs. I love the guy. And I want to smack Trump around for opening his mouth last week and somehow mocking DeSantis, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious or something of that nature. And what the hell's wrong with you? You don't alienate people in your own party like that. Especially one who might run against you. Trump needs to be reined in on some of the rhetoric. All of his policies, if he's not running, all of his policies need to be followed. So it's not a doom and gloom day. It only becomes a doom day if we lose the Senate. But the gloom can go away because we've got the House. It was a must to get one of them. It's a disappointment if we don't get both. But what does it tell you about this country more than anything else? about the people that live here and vote here. That's pretty scary, is what it tells me. That these people in this country who vote enjoy high taxes, enjoy high inflation, enjoy high prices, enjoy high gas prices, enjoy illegal aliens overrunning your borders, taking your jobs, murdering and raping your people. These people who voted for these liberals enjoy that. The people of Pennsylvania want to be overrun by liberals. They want all prisoners freed to go back out on the streets. They want to pay more money for everything. And they don't want to be energy independent. That's what the people of Pennsylvania stand for. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Ryan is up first. Good morning, Ryan. How are you? Kevin, I'm doing well. How are you, boss? I'm doing well also I'm just praying for Nevada and Arizona. Looks like Nevada's in the bag. Arizona's going to be a little tougher because Masters is trying to make up a little more ground.
3: Yeah, I've uh, I've been listening since you came on and I it uh it, I'm I don't want to say I'm confident. I I hate the fact that it's. It looks like it might come down to Georgia, and if the, let's be honest, if it does, and it's not going to happen, we but, don't want
1: Georgia. No, we don't want it to come down to a runoff yeah. because George Soros will get his hands on everything. And uh, look, in all these cases, you hear the Republican candidates, even the ones who won, saying they're outspent five and ten to one. Where did the Democrats all of a sudden come up with all these donors? That's what I'd like to know.
3: Well, that's true, and you know, one thing that got talked about at nauseum last night was the fact that, um, you know, the Republicans. I think they kind of maybe got a little full of themselves um, in Pennsylvania, but then, I mean, for God's sakes, the the, the amount of money that they spent in Ohio, um, and you know, I don't know how that would be, Kevin. If I mean, would it, would five million dollars less in Ohio and and have spent that money in Arizona, would that have helped? I don't know. Um, but it does sound like they they uh, kind of put their their eggs in too many baskets and, and not enough in others.
1: Well, I'm, I don't know how they spent. And I don't know, uh, in my opinion, I've never thought campaign ads would sway a vote. It sure doesn't sway me. I don't know how it sways people. But it does. It clearly does. But I don't, I've never understood it. No,
3: I and, think it and, does for those that are too lazy to do more research other than flipping through channels and they just see it. Um, but I also think, you know, you keep talking about Pennsylvania. You know, it's imagine this. I mean, there these are people, and it's not just them. It's, it's liberals across this country. You're voting for somebody that can't speak. You're voting for somebody that's going to, uh, that has said he's against fracking, so you're going to lose jobs. You're going to pay more money continuously at the grocery store. You're going to pay higher gas prices. Uh, but the exit polls said that that's, as these people were leaving the building, that all that didn't matter to them. What mattered most is that they can still kill babies. It, they it, want abortion. That, that was a lot higher.
1: That was a lot higher on the list of exit polls than anyone thought it would be which tells you, you which tells you one of two things either people lied in the polls before the election or they lied at the exit polls i am not a big believer in polls or exit polls i don't really give a fly and rip why people voted the way they did the fact is they did and so these lunatics in by, by voting the way they voted they tell me that they enjoy high prices inflation high taxes illegal alienation of this country it's dominating yeah. 2 million people they are telling me that they enjoy that and they can't get around that they can't say oh no i don't no you do you voted for it yeah and you again i hate to piggyback off what you said
3: but then then go to these dumbass people now i live in west county so of course i've got to put up with the the dumbass st louis county executor that uh, that we have with sam page this man shut down people's business and many had to fold up. He kept our kids out of schools um, to the detriment of some of young children. All that got pushed aside and he got, he won again. I It, I don't want to say it angers me uh, King because I don't want to get to, I don't want to, I don't want to give them that satisfaction, but it baffles the shit out of me that you could have so much negative happen by one particular person and easily look the other way and say, I'm going to vote for him again.
1: Well, Uh, imagine Pennsylvania. Fetterman wants people out of prison. He loves pot. He's never worked a job in his life. He lives in mommy's basement, and they voted for him. These are the kinds of things that would have been disqualifying just 10 years ago. But this culture of this country has changed so dramatically by these psychotic liberals that this is the place we live in, and it's not going to get better. People out there think it's going to get better. The culture is not going to change back to what it was. It just won't Kevin,
3: help. last thing I'll say, boss, is um, to your point about Trump uh, making sure he doesn't uh, alienate DeSantis or whatnot, I, I think I, – I'm going to – I hate to use the word assumption. I'm going to assume he's smart enough to, to not continue down that road. Um, I wonder what your thoughts would be because it just it just seems like DeSantis is the new shining, shining star in the, in the Republican Party, whether that remains to be true down the line or not, who knows. But – what would your thoughts be about Trump having him as his running mate? Is that Well, I've always that loved that. Presumption? that, that okay. That's something I've always
1: advocated <laughs> then it's 12 years in the White House for the Republicans. I but wonder Trump if the Republican to, Party will push Trump, for that or Trump not. Has I'll, to, uh, I'll here's the problem. A great day, All right. Thanks, right. Trump has to stop stepping on himself with this, these stupid comments. You need to stop it. They've done everything they can to tarnish you. Don't give them any more ammunition. That needs to end today. Now, whether you run or not, that needs to stop. If you don't run, you need to be in Ron DeSantis' bandwagon immediately. I'm in the bandwagon of window world. 314-993-1800 gets you a free in-home estimate where they'll prove to you they're simply the best for less. You don't have to vote for them. They'll prove it to you. 314-993-1800. I made that call when hail broke through my windows, and I've never looked back on it. It was a great move for me. The St. Louis Blues have them as their preferred window, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. They're not stupid. They don't get into business with just anybody. They vet that company, and they did with Window World, and Window World is their partner. They give you a lifetime warranty that covers all parts, glass, breakage, and labor, Double strength glass is the MO of all of their windows. It's common. They don't upsell you on it. Standard fare. Double strength glass. Now you won't find that anywhere else. They're going to try to charge you extra. Friends of mine have told me that Window World windows for the same amount with the competition is about a third of the price with Window World. Go ahead and compare if you want. You're wasting your time. 314-993-1800. They offer 18 months same same-as-cash financing with approved credit. They have a spectacular spectacular charitable arm, Window World Cares. They've won the J.D. Power Award yet again, number one in customer satisfaction and service. 314-993-1800. That's Window World. All right, let's kick it off. Ron DeSantis, as we said, won last night handily by 20 points over that idiot Christ. And when he won, and by the way, I've got a comment on Florida. If Arizona wants to understand and if Pennsylvania wants to understand how you conduct elections, look to Florida. Florida had everything done by 9 o'clock. Florida's a bigger state than those other two. And they had everything done in an orderly fashion without one glitch, one complaint by 9 o'clock last night. At which point, Governor DeSantis could speak to people that were actually awake. And when he did, he told us where you have to fight the woke.
2: We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die.
1: Carpe diem, Governor DeSantis. This was his campaign speech, by the way. For president. This was his first speech in running for president. He will run. There isn't any question in my mind. And if Trump continues to wound himself, DeSantis will beat him. The problem is you don't want these two running against each other because they'll cause too much damage to each other. Another thing Trump has to understand. If it becomes clear that DeSantis is the choice of Republicans, while Trump still has a strong base, he ought to step down. As I said, they've been successful in wounding him. I'm not being critical of Trump and whether he'd be the great president that he was before. He will be. But they're starting to get successful. I'm I'm hearing from people who are Trump supporters. Hey, you know what? DeSantis is the bright star. Trump ought to step aside. I think DeSantis and Trump need to meet and talk and figure out what's best for the country. They can determine that. They don't need me to determine it. Governor DeSantis won big by 20 points. What did you choose, Governor DeSantis?
2: We chose facts over fear. We chose education over indoctrination. We chose law and order over rioting and disorder. Florida was a refuge of sanity when the world went mad. We stood as a citadel of freedom for people across this country and, indeed, across the world. We faced attacks. We took the hits. We weathered the storms, but we stood our ground. We did not back down. We had the conviction to guide us. And we had the courage to lead. We made promises. We made promises to the people of Florida, and we have delivered on those promises.
1: That's a speech. There's more to come. Matt is up. Good morning, Matt. How are you? Do we lose you, Matt? Okay. That's a speech. That's a campaign speech. His opening salvo in running for president in my book. And whoever wrote that speech, kudos to you. It was brilliantly done. And you have to ask, Governor DeSantis, did Freedom win in Florida last night?
2: Today, after 4 years, the people have delivered their verdict. Freedom is here to stay.
1: Two more years was the chant in case you couldn't hear it. Two years in Florida and then go to the White House. So we know how Florida feels about it. And we've got two people in Florida who'd beat the top of the Republican ticket Trump and DeSantis. The problem is, Trump's been out of office now for two years. He hasn't been able to achieve anything. And he needs to stop talking about the 2020 election. I've been saying this now for months. It's over. We know they cheated. You know they cheated. There's nothing we can do about it now. What they've done to Donald Trump is criminal. The reason I want him to run and win again is to shove it up their ass and show them that won't work in this country. But he needs to stop being his own worst enemy. He's going to get the sympathy of the country for this Gestapo raid on Mar-a-Lago And yet he continues to say the wrong thing. Stop with the 2020 election talk. Stop trying to mock Ron DeSantis. That's insecurity, by the way. And that's not a strong trait of Donald Trump's. Don't make yourself look insecure. That's what that was. Now, you heard DeSantis. You heard the crowd. You heard the energy, the enthusiasm, the passion, the victory. Contrast that with sudden Sam Page, who won his race as the county executive in St. Louis County again yesterday.
4: Enough of the results are in that we can,
0: is this on? It's not on. (laughs) Should (laughs) have tested the mic. That's NPR.
4: I'll just speak up. <laughs> so enough of the results are in that we can uh, predict the outcome with some certainty. And I'd like to thank the voters of St. Louis County for choosing me to be the county executive for the next four years.
1: It was always on, you moron. Think about that and then think about what I just played you with Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. St. Louis is still the shithole that it's always been. I shouldn't say always, but for a long time. And the people of St. Louis County deserve what they get. You people voted for him. You deserve it. You people voted for Cory Bush. You deserve it. I'm tired of people being that stupid. The stupidity element in this country has gone On DEFCON 1, we are an illiterate country made up of hacks, political hacks, who somehow brainwash Joe Q. Citizen into thinking high inflation, high taxes, illegal aliens, loss of jobs, rapes, murders from these people is good. These people want more of it. People in Pennsylvania, people in St. Louis County, they love being lied to. They live to be lied to. They can't get enough. Keep lying to me. I love it. You keep lying, I'll keep voting for you. I don't care if you can add two and two. It doesn't matter to me because I can't. Obama made it clear, if anybody was paying attention in these campaign stops, that he, just like Schumer did back in 2020, saying, first we uh, win the House or the presidency, then we change America. Why do you want to change America? Obama, as we've told you all along, has always hated America, and he proved it on this campaign trail.
2: We are five days away from fundamentally
5: transforming the United States of America.
1: Fundamentally fundamentally transforming the United States of America. This country is really bad, according to Obama. Imagine that 75% of the people that were in these polls saying that the country is going in the wrong direction. And then they voted to keep going in the wrong direction. This is an illiterate country. How did we become so stupid? You know, I met that girl over there three months ago. I hate her. She's evil. She's a witch. She hates children. I'm going to marry her. I mean, that's how these people, that's what these people voted for. I think this country's going in the wrong direction. I want to keep going there. You, got, you just got to throw your hands up and say, why would I care anymore? can't control these nitwits these Nimrods you can't control the cheating you've got politically corrupt judges when you have your army of lawyers waiting and you immediately catch these people in Arizona cheating you go right to the courthouse and you run into an Obama judge and he rejects a three-hour stay on the voting po- the polls being open I mean how can you even fathom that where's the logic behind that it's just pure corruption. Matt is up. Good morning, Matt. How are you?
6: Oh, now, well, Mr. Slayton. I just had a realization last night that it's not good.
1: Well, it I don't, is, I don't uh, share that. I don't share that doom and gloom. These two uh, races in Nevada and Arizona are not over. And in fact, the Republican is charging to the finish line. So if they if they both win, Republicans control the Senate. Uh, mm, and if only maybe one of them I, wins, then they still have. The faint hope in Georgia, faint though it may be, it's still there.
6: Yeah, no, because uh, Warnock's 35,000 more votes than if you believe the results that they're putting out. And a runoff. It's like last time. How do you run the – the Republican won the numbers. That stupid rule in Georgia, you got to have a runoff. So they had the runoff. And then Warnock beat the Republican by less a less amount of votes than the Republican originally won. <laughs> so they gave it to Warnock. And Arizona's losing the numbers I see. Masters, a 100,000 votes off. And Well, you're late. not
1: paying attention then, Matt, because the votes from Maricopa County, which are almost always overwhelmingly Republican, haven't been close to oh. being counted. They've yeah. got 62% of the vote counted. And everyone out there understands that the vote will go to Masters, Will it be enough to overcome the deficit? That's the only question. But it's all gonna go from seventy to eighty percent, they said, of the last batch that came in has been for Masters and Kerry Lake. They're both gonna win if that continues. So that's a reason for optimism. In Nevada it's even better. Laxall has taken the lead there. And why? He was trailing, so everybody would have thought, oh gosh, he's beaten. But all of the counties that were Republican, those votes hadn't been counted yet. Now they've been been counted to a large extent, and he's ahead. That's how this works. People that get all, oh, my God, look at this, so-and-so's losing. That vote, the, people were calling me last night, texting me, after 2% of the vote was counted in different states. Oh, my God, how are they losing? No, Not I, losing. The, the counties haven't come in yet. Reported, the early yeah, vote I, is always going to be Democrat because they vote early. The Republicans vote the day of the election.
6: Correct. Well, I'm just... I'm looking at the country as a whole, not just these individual. Where, like you said, Pennsylvania has to have the, the most collective amount of retarded people in yeah, the they world. Had, they really do. I they mean, had twelve seats up, and three of them went Republican. The rest, they went. That Democratic. is a
1: vegetable. If you want vegetables, if you if you want to be a, on a veggie diet, move to Pennsylvania and eat the population because they're vegetables. Yeah. There's something wrong with those people.
6: Yeah. It, well, look, and look, there was. New Hampshire, Georgia, and there's two other states They that the Republican won the governorship by quite a large margin. And then they turned around and voted for the Democrat in the Senate or the House. It, it is so bipolar and insane. It doesn't make any sense
1: whatsoever. Nothing makes sense in this country anymore. Nothing.
6: That's my discouragement.
1: That I don't machine. know why anyone – would sign up and serve this country in the armed forces anymore. I really don't. Never. First of all, what, what is there to defend? What are you risking your life for? This? Right. Why would you risk your life for this? People risk their lives for freedom, to defend freedom. We don't have freedom here anymore. So what are you, what are you signing up for? You're going to get woked out of your mind when you go in. What's the point of that?
6: The encouraging thing. Well, it's, see, it's still not even really encouraging to me that Florida and New York – flipped eight house seats that's amazing that's going to help but you go look out like in nevada it looks like they're going to win republicans are going to win the governorship and the senate but they lost a the house seat i don't I mean, care it about even, that
1: i don't it care about you're going to lose house seats every house seat was up for grabs so you're going to lose some i don't care as long as you have the majority i mean it's not going to well, be but, a shutout people think it should be a shutout 435 no. to nothing
6: no well, that's not going to happen <laughs> no but it's just the seats, it just, none of it makes sense. The poll, I never listened to the polling. That was proven back when Mc, Mc, uh, McCain ran, and they said he was going to win by a landslide. and I didn't think he had a chance in hell. He was a moron. He was a walking man, uh, mannequin. It's just uh, that they legalized pot in this state. That medically was fine. It doesn't need to be legalized. It, there's other ways to do it. It's, a, it's just insane. It is. We've lost our morality and we lost our common sense.
1: And the potheads got their way, and they got their way in Missouri. Yeah, but
6: that's it. We've lost our common sense and morality, and that's awful.
1: Yeah, it is. All right, Matt, good stuff. All right, brother. Thanks, sir. Appreciate it. So we know Obama hates the United States. You just heard him say, fundamentally changed the United States of America. It's amazing. Remember last week when Biden said that he was going to be shutting down coal plants? Pennsylvania it, the number one job industry there is coal. Biden said this, and then they voted for Fetterman. We're going to be shutting
7: these plants down all across America and having wind and solar. We're also providing tax credits to families, buy energy efficient appliances.
1: We're going to be shutting down these coal plants all over the country, he said. Those are his words. You just heard them. But that's not what you heard. Karine Jean-Pierre... So these words were twisted.
8: The president's words, we believe, were twisted, um, and uh, we were very clear about that. And anyone who knows Joe Biden knows he comes from a coal, uh, a coal country from Scranton, Pennsylvania.
1: Coal country, Pennsylvania. So coal country heard him say he was going to shut down the coal industry last week, and then voted for his people. <laughs> I mean, they're so. Mentally deficient in Pennsylvania, it's spooky. You have to ask yourself, how dangerous is this country when these lunatics are running around free? They're insane. And and if you're a conservative, they hate you with every fiber of their body. Don't ever kid yourself, they do. And the only way to stop this is a civil war, which I've been predicting for years now. And I'm not at the point where it's the only way it's going to happen. And then Joe Manchin, who was played by Biden like a fiddle, Joe Manchin decided he would bitch at Biden for those words.
9: And here's what Larry Kudlow said about that. He blasted Biden's cold closing remarks, calling them outrageous and divorced from reality, causing severe economic pain to the American people, even suggesting that voters are losing trust in President Biden. Well, Senator Manchin, you made your bed and now you must lie in it. You double-crossed West Virginia coal people, and all Americans for that matter, when you made a devil's deal with Mr. Biden and with Chuck Schumer. The fraudulently named Inflation Reduction Act that you voted for was a sellout to the Greenies, and your argument that in return, you would get fossil fuel permitting, turned out to be a complete fraud. You gave the Greenies $400 billion in subsidies and you got nothing in return. No permits, no mountain-valley pipeline, nothing. Nada. And now, to quote from St. Paul in the Galatians, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. Mr. Manchin, you are reaping what you sowed.
1: Carpe diem, Larry Cudlow, eloquently stated, Dave is up. Good morning, Dave. How are you, Kevin? I'm doing well. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well, also. Well, I could be doing better, but I sure like to find out what the hell's going on in Arizona. But uh, other than that, I'm doing fine.
8: huh. yeah, Kevin. You know what? Uh, first of all, um, prayers to Cleo. Uh, boy, you talk about uh, uh you know, choke, choking you up yesterday.
1: Yeah, uh, that was. And you know where he went right after that? He went out to work on the polls. Volunteer at the polls.
8: Yeah. What a what a what a, just what a great. Human being, he is. You know, Kevin, I would have been more shocked if Montavani won. But the problem that I also have is that, you know, typical Republican Rhino, whatever you want to call him, the coward of conceding. Don't give up. Don't quit. Who cares if you even lost by fifty thousand? No, stop conceding. I'm glad I only have one more kid in school. If she, if she wasn't a senior, we would have moved already. But I'm out. I'm out of this county. You know what? Let, let let them have it. I wish the worst to everybody that voted for Sam Page. I wish the worst. All these Democrats. You know what? I, I hope you become victim of a crime. You voted for it. Now enjoy it. Don't come crying when one of your family members is robbed or killed or whatever. You voted for it. Enjoy it. I'm with I can you tell on that.
1: you that. I'm I'm with you on that. I've always been an eye for an eye type of person. And so, you do it. I hope it happens to you. I don't care, well, and, and I will not. I will not shed a tear if it does. If all of these people in Pennsylvania get are out of work and they can't eat and they starve to death, I won't give a flying shit. I hope they do. Kevin, I hope every one of them does.
8: I, 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 you and I are so much alike. I, I you know what? I, I don't need to be nice. You know what? God can judge my heart when I get there. Okay, but while I'm on this earth, I'm going to say what I think. Because these pieces of shit don't care about me, don't care about you, don't care about our kids, our grandkids. So guess what? Why should I care about them?
1: Well, you shouldn't, obviously. But these these people in Pennsylvania, I want Pennsylvania to secede from the union. Get rid of them. Somebody should take some action to shut Pennsylvania down. That, That place is a danger to this country. I wouldn't go near that state. I wouldn't go anywhere near their border for fear they might capture me, and make no, me a Pennsylvanian. No. Well, Kevin, I, I don't have a
8: whole lot of faith in our voting system at all. I, it, it's between zero and none. And uh, when President Trump does run, uh, I hope and pray that some way that they can out cheat the cheaters. If not, I'm ready to go. You know, let's let's just arm up. Let's uh, let's draw the line. Let's get the guns and the tanks and everything out, and let's just be done with this. Because, Kevin, this is definitely, this isn't even the word we were living in five years ago. When you elect that piece of shit, insane bitches, the board of aldermen down in the city, again, people, city residents, whoever voted for, you get what you deserve.
1: There's no question about that. So no
8: I, I, ho- I hope to see a flood of people to St. Charles. Jefferson County, Kevin, it's not going to be before long, before the population in the city of St. Louis is about 50,000. And then you're going to see, and probably not in our lifetime, but you'll see St. Louis County drop to below 300,000 because they want it to be a cesspool. So good luck to you a-holes that voted for these MFers. I hope you choke.
1: All right, Dave, good stuff. Thank you.
8: Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. Thank you. Our research
1: assistant found this in Pennsylvania. (laughs) The results were expected to be slow in these election results this week because Fetterman is counting the ballots himself. He's lieutenant governor there. And according to sources there, they handed Fetterman a stack of ballots and he began counting one, two, three. (laughs) I hope that state goes bankrupt and everyone who checked his name goes broke. And then they can come crying to sane people, and sane people ought to kick them right in the face. I'm so sick of these criminals. These people are criminals in Pennsylvania. There's, you're so mentally ill that it's criminal. Ken Langoni is, is the uh, co-founder of Home Depot. And he is saying, it was saying yesterday, What the hope we have in the midterms, if there's a split government.
6: I think the hope we have right now is for the American people to understand what a
4: disaster his presidency has been. Nothing short of a phenomenal disaster. And it breaks my heart because if ever America needed strong, inspiring leadership, it needs it right now. We're being challenged in so many different ways. And we've got to address those challenges. And we can't do it with ineffective leadership. And unfortunately,
6: this man should never have been elected president of the United States. Uh, I guess strong letter to follow.
1: <laughs> strong letter to follow. Gotta love that guy, but he but he's right about he earlier he had said split government is good because we have gridlock and they won't do it. They can't do anything to harm us, which is I've always said that too. As long as they're split, they're not going to get anything accomplished, and that's good. By the way, here's here's a piece of good news for Republicans to be thrilled about. I would say all people in this country should be thrilled about it, but liberals don't know how to function and don't know how to think, so they won't even be able to deposit what I'm saying in their brains. Those 87,000 IRS agents, bye-bye. You're done. That will never be funded. Not as long as the Republicans have control of the House. That ain't happening. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it, when you control the purse strings? I found this in looking for some stuff about the election prior to the election. And, of course, all the liberals could talk about is Donald Trump. They have Donald Trump-itis. There is no question about it. And this wench, Alyssa Farrah Griffin, who is on The View, who worked for Donald Trump in his administration. Memo to Donald Trump, be careful the women that you hire. The men are bad enough. But these women are stabbing you in the back, left, and right. She goes on The View, and Chelsea Clinton comes on as a guest. Now, why would Chelsea Clinton be a guest on anything? She's accomplished nothing except ripping off people like NBC for $600,000 a year because she's a Clinton. But she's actually accomplished nothing. But Alyssa Farrah Griffin decided to fawn all over her and said this about her own former boss.
10: And I have to ask you real quick about 2024. So we all agree Donald Trump shouldn't be anywhere near the presidency. But what scares me is there's a new New York Times poll that has him head-to-head beating Biden by one poll. The same poll had previously had Biden ahead. Do you, as a prominent, respected Democrat, think Biden is the best person to take on Trump in 2024?
1: We all agree Donald Trump should be nowhere near the presidency, says the woman who worked in Donald Trump's administration for him. Chelsea Clinton, you as a prominent, respected Democrat, why don't you just reach over and start making out with her? It'll be less disingenuous. You're a prominent. No wonder these people like the Clintons have exorbitant egos. It's just sickening. Unbelievable. Prominent. Respected by whom? Who respects Chelsea Clinton? No one I know. (laughs) Respected for what? Oh, it's just too good for me. I'm so sick of these people, though. I really, you know. And then Chelsea, of course. Do you share Alyssa Farrah Griffin's concern regarding President Trump?
10: I do share your concern and know you've been really just loudly um, saying to anyone and everyone who will listen, we have to stop Donald Trump um, yeah. from getting anywhere near the White House. That is dangerous for our democracy, it is dangerous for our decency, it's dangerous when we think about anti-Semitism, it's dangerous when we think about any threat to who we are and who we can be as a country and also to our planet because, you know, he doesn't believe in climate change. So yeah, um, there's that part. I have that concern, and I'm going to do everything I can to ensure that he is not
1: right. sitting in the Oval Office. Chelsea Clinton's going to do everything she can do to ensure that he's a— Who are you? Who do these people think they are? Liz Cheney, I'm going to do everything I can do to keep John Trump out of the White House. Who are you? Although you're more than Chelsea Clinton is. I share your concern. He's dangerous to anti-Semitism. Somebody gave her the talking points and said, say dangerous as much as you can. Uh, Let me remind Chelsea Clinton, who must have been belted with the ugly stick a thousand times. Donald Trump's grandchildren are Jewish. His son-in-law is Jewish. His daughter has converted to Judaism. And yet you say he's anti-Semitic. He and he alone, among all the lying presidents before him, actually relocated our embassy into Jerusalem. All of those presidents before him promised to do it. He did it. But yet he's the anti-Semite. This is how bizarre these people are. I'll tell you what's dangerous, Chelsea, is that someone would actually think you should come on a show and speak. That's dangerous to America. I'm starting to realize that Bill O'Reilly wasn't just fired at Fox because of his shenanigans with trying to doink all the good-looking women at Fox. He must have also been fired because he's just stupid. He actually said this. Now, Bill, I understand Biden is detached, but what's your prediction again? He's so
9: detached from problem solving. In order to solve the problem, you have to acknowledge the problem. Biden will not. So, I my prediction is this: okay. Democrats get waxed on November eighth. They lose both the House and the Senate. Um, Democrats panic. We can't go into the twenty-four presidential with Biden. So, Biden resigns somewhere down the line for health reasons. That would mean Kamala; she can't run, but she's a better placeholder than Biden, who is. Digging deeper and deeper and deeper into the morass.
1: I think you're the morass. If you really believe, no matter how these midterms go, these last few states with Senate races to determine the balance of the Senate, no matter how they go, Biden isn't resigning. Get a clue, Bill O'Reilly. What the hell is happening? Did you get old real fast? Can you imagine that scenario? Does anyone believe that would happen? Of course not. Let me make it clear to Bill O'Reilly and anyone else who would think such a thought. Egomaniacs never give up what they have in terms of power. Ever. You have to force them kicking and screaming to give it up. And he's an egomaniac. Now, we were all led to believe that the slaughter was going to take place. I certainly felt it was. And as I said before, if these two Senate races go the Republicans' way, it will be a slaughter. Maybe not to the extent that people wanted, but it's a slaughter. Anytime you take over the House and the Senate, that's a slaughter to the people in power. Newt Gingrich had a theory uh, prior to the election, and I think it turned out to be correct in Pennsylvania anyway. How did Fetterman really win?
4: How? People are just totally disgusted with biden and with the democrats who feel deeply that the country's on the wrong track Uh, the gallup said uh, they had the worst data for an off-year election since they began taking that kind of a survey uh, in terms of the incumbent democratic party but i think your point's exactly right everybody has to turn out and vote if they do i think we're going to see a remarkable repudiation of a set of policies that are, frankly, a disaster. I mean, it, I, I could not have dreamed, when you and I talked about this two years ago, I could not have dreamed how bad they'd be. I couldn't dream how dumb they would be. And I couldn't have dreamed how radical and how weird they would be. All those things have come home.
1: And yet people voted for them. In some areas. In Pennsylvania, i specifically talking about which renders the populace of Pennsylvania probably... I, I, would, I would bet on the brains of a rock before I'd bet on them. Victor Davis Hanson, a guy that I respect. Describe the state of the country, VDH, before this election.
7: It's not that we, you know, it's not that we have a border that's open. They blew up the border. It's not they're letting criminals yeah. out. They blew up the criminal justice system. It's not that they shut down Amor. They blew up the whole idea of self-sufficiency and energy. And when you ask them about it, they won't defend it. They won't say, wow, we got 3 million illegal aliens. Isn't that great? No, they don't talk about it. And they won't change. They won't say, well, let's build, you know, 100 miles of a wall or let's reopen Keystone. So all they do instead is they have a, a mantra. It's a trifecta. They said, if you're going not to vote for Democrats, if you don't vote for a Democrat, you destroy democracy. And every woman in the United States has a constitutional right to have an abortion to the last minute before birth. And Donald Trump and his supporters, half the country, are fascist. The only good thing out of this toxic two years that we've endured, we lab rats from one of these mad scientists, is that in a, in a weird way they've brought people together. There's been There's a new ecumenical movement of African-American males, Hispanics, and the white working class that detest these bi elites.
1: He's right. Unfortunately, most of the Hispanics who feel that way are in Miami-Dade County, and Palm Beach County, Florida. They don't live in Pennsylvania. Our research assistant just gave us the update on Arizona. Carrie Lake has closed that gap significantly with this reporting from Maricopa County. She's taken a 10-point deficit and made it less than two, so she's charging. Uh, Blake Masters, who's running for Senate against Kelly, is gaining ground as well, just 63% of the vote has been reported in. And Lauren Bobert lost in Colorado. Now that tells you a lot about Colorado. That's a strange one for me. There's an incumbent that finally lost. That's a, That's an odd one. Hey, if you ever think you've been betrayed by your friends, and everybody probably has at some point in their life, someone you really thought would always have your back, right? How would you like to have Oprah Winfrey as your friend? She called Dr. Oz like a son to her. And just days before the election in Pennsylvania, she said this about Oz and Fetterman.
0: I said it was up to the citizens of Pennsylvania and of course, but I will tell you all this, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons.
1: For many reasons. But I thought Dr. Oz was like a son to you. Now, being the great judge of character that Oprah is, you know, the many photographs that she's been taking with Harvey Weinstein and that gang of perverts. So we know what a great judge of character she is. If I were Oz, I would have taken that as a compliment. Now, did that surprise people, what Oprah said? How about Will Kane at Fox News? Did that surprise you?
11: I expect Oprah to be a partisan above friendship. Uh, first of all, like the conversation we were just having, I think, again, the concentric circle working from the outside in, the Democrat Oprah, which we know that she is, would place her political vote closer to what she considers virtue than loyalty to a friend. Like, that doesn't surprise me. As a celebrity, as a Democrat, that doesn't surprise me that she would have those those priorities reversed. No, it
1: doesn't surprise me either. Not a bit. Remember, she was Donald Trump's friend, too, until he ran for office. She had Donald Trump on her show many times. Will Kane is genuinely curious about Oprah and maybe what she would think with Fetterman.
11: Uh, genuinely curious, Oprah. Would you hire John Fetterman to run your business? And I think we all know. Okay, let's. let's. And why uh, don't you give him. Is one. that too big of a layup? Give him the Oprah. Let's, uh, let's change give him the series. It. Oprah, would you hire John Fetterman to serve as your chauffeur Oprah would you hire John Fetterman to represent you in a court case would you hire John Fetterman to I don't know like manicure your lawn I I think the answer clearly on all of these is no right so why would you encourage the people of Pennsylvania to hire John Fetterman to represent them in the United States Senate
1: very well put why that's why I said earlier, would you hire John Fetterman to babysit your children? We know the answer to that is no. But these pompous-ass liberals, oh, you know, Dr. Oz, he's he's he is not from here. So you put a retard in because he's from there? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. I don't care if John Fetterman had a stroke or not. As a friend of mine in Pennsylvania sent me a message this morning, I live here and I can't stand it. I have to get out of here. And he said before he had a stroke, John Fetterman was the worst candidate possible anyway, which is true. Here's a guy that wants all of the heinous criminals to be released from prison. He wants everybody to have, you know, freedom to be smoking pot walking down the street. He doesn't care. He hates black people. He pulled a gun on an unarmed black guy. You know, we get this latest update from my research assistant about Arizona. And Carrie Lake, how does Arizona keep effing it up?
11: It's a groundhog day. We had November 3rd, 2020. That was called Incompetency 101. Then we had August 2nd, 2022. Incompetency in elections 202. And now we're at Incompetency in elections 303. We need honest elections, and we're going to bring them to you, Arizona. I assure you of that. The system we have right now does not work. We, the people, deserve to know on election night the winner and the loser. Yeah, like
1: Florida does, like Texas does. My God, even New York figured it out. All of those decisions were in early, but not Arizona, not Nevada, not Georgia. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Ohio was done early. How the state of Washington? We knew uh, that that nitwit senator there was going to win. People said, "Well, you know, that's a that's a bad one for the Republicans." No, w- I mean, if you ever thought that in the state of Washington a Republican was going to win a Senate race, the fact that she made it competitive was a victory. People in the state of Washington don't vote for Republicans. That place out there's nuts. Nigel Farage thinks so much of Kerry Lake that he believes Donald Trump will run and that Kerry Lake will be his running mate.
8: Uh, She brings energy. She brings, well, good looks shouldn't matter, but you know what? They do actually make a difference, whatever anybody says. Um, She is very family orientated, very Christian orientated, uh, very traditional. You know, a believer in the Constitution, in what some would believe to be old-fashioned American values. But you know something? You get outside the big cities, and you find that's where most Americans are, including a very large chunk of those who normally vote Democrat. So I think she comes into this with no political baggage, tremendous message delivery, um, courage. No, no, she, uh, believe you me, she is the future of the Republican Party. Of that, I have no doubt at all.
1: I couldn't agree more. Now, she's got to pull this victory off where they're trying to cheat in Arizona. There's no question they're cheating there. So we'll see how that goes. I'm hoping that Harmeet Dillon didn't get any sleep and they're still observing out there. There's still 38% of the vote to count out there. How? How can that be? Well, we know they shut down the voting machines for a while. That's their trick. It's a Democratic trick all the time now. Just shut everything down right in the middle of the of the voting. Stop counting in the middle of the voting. This Pelosi thing, which of course was a setup from the get go, has a, has without question become a joke, and Paul Pelosi is the punching bag of the joke. He's the recipient because of all of the lies that have been told, and when you conflict them with the or when you compare them to the police report, you know that someone's drastically lying here. So people have made jokes about it. Well, Micah Brzezinski and her little hubby Joe Scarborough just got so butthurt by Donald Trump Jr. and others making jokes about it. They just, She just couldn't take it.
10: Donald Trump Jr., the senators, members of Congress, and other Republican leaders were joking about this, right. and spreading conspiracy theories. <clears throat> I'm still sickened by it i I our our politics are
9: are truly broken. Well, the, the Republican Party's truly broken.
10: It is. Let's just say when in pieces. They, they, in they pieces. talk about
9: uh, they're against crime and they're for the cops, unless of course it's the Speaker of the House's husband who was hit over the head. Didn't the they? The governor spread, makes a
10: punchline out they, of
9: it. Then they spread lies. Uh, they they make political punchlines out of it. Uh, the most powerful people in the world spread the most bizarre conspiracy theories. The most
1: bizarre conspiracy theory is that you two are on television. Something's wrong. She says, he says the Republican Party is broke. She says in pieces. Ooh, come on, Micah. Be a little nicer, will you? We can't be broken in pieces. In pieces. You're not just broken. In pieces. She said so. The good news earlier in the week, we brought it, brought it to you the other day, but we thought it would be worth reminding you. It'll make you feel better if you're feeling kind of down. Megan Kelly broke that news actually on her own show.
10: She blasted Republican members of Congress as white supremacists. A day after the Wisconsin jury acquitted Rittenhouse. Okay, so somehow that made the the Republican members of Congress white supremacists. She called Rittenhouse a little murderous white supremacist. She said we should all be concerned about white replacement. It is, after all, a very threat to our survival here. White replacement can strangle culture. Thought we weren't supposed to be talking about, quote, replacement theories. Thought that, that was racist.
0: Yeah. I then she came str- out
10: and said on the Capitol insurrection... I know they love that term, insurrection. Some of these folks, she wanted to point out, were white women. And I know we're talking a lot about o- Oath Keepers and Proud Boys, but I do think that some of the white women who have adopted this ideology uh, need to be discussed. Is America ready to face the fact that some of those folks look like people they have elevated and put on a pedestal of being untouchable? What do you say about this wing of white women who have been radicalized and are enablers to this very dangerous domestic terrorism movement?
1: That was the firing of Tiffany Cross at MSNBC. Those are just some of Tiffany Cross's greatest hits. Imagine that kind of rhetoric on a, on a national network in this country. She should have just gone on there with a T-shirt every day that said, I hate white people, because she does hate white people. And MSNBC somehow acts as though they're above the fray by firing her. You hired her. You kept her on the air after she made all of those comments so that she could make more of them. You employ Joy Reid. You have Elie Mistal on your network. You have Nicole Wallace on your network. The home of idiots and racists and bigots. While all this is going on, Mr. Polar Icecap was over in uh, Egypt giving a speech to the climate lovers, the climate change lovers. Good old Al Gore says, we all have a credibility problem. We have a credibility problem, all of us. We're
9: talking and we're starting to act, but we're not doing enough. It is a choice to continue this pattern of destructive behavior. We must see the so-called dash for gas for what it really is, a dash down a bridge to nowhere
1: leaving the countries of the world facing climate chaos and
9: billions in stranded assets, especially here in Africa. We have to move beyond the era of fossil fuel colonialism. And that's what it is. The dash for gas in Africa is a dash for
1: gas to be sent to wealthy countries. (laughs) Dash for gas. Energy colonialism. What a loon. Here's Donald Trump talking about Hunter Biden and the laptop and being Donald Trump, which is what I love about him. He's witty. He's quick. He's clever. And he's honest.
4: It was the laptop from hell. And they said it was Russia disinformation. No, it wasn't. It was from Hunter. Can you imagine the father? I'm not sure you understood it. But assuming he understood what was on that laptop. no. could you imagine, Don, if that ever happens to you, if you ever have a laptop like that? I will never, I swear, I'll never speak to you again. <laughs> okay? Eric, that includes you, just so you happen. No, could you imagine... Assuming he knew what the hell he was doing, could you imagine when he
1: sees, all my. (laughs) Eric, that includes you, too. (laughs) Good. See, just be like that. We love your policies. We love you. Quit playing petty games. And I thought before we go to a break that some good old humor from the great Ronald Reagan would be apropos. A couple of jokes from the Gipper himself
4: as Henry VIII said to each one of his six wives I won't keep you long (laughs) I spoke of the difference between our two countries I try to follow the humor of the Russian people we don't hear much about the Russian people we hear about the Russian leaders but you can learn a lot because they do have a sense of humor, and you can learn from the jokes they're telling. And one of the most recent jokes I found kind of, well, personally interesting. Maybe you might tell you something about their country. The joke they tell is that an American and a Russian were arguing about the differences between our two countries. And the American said, look, in my country, I can walk into the Nobel office. I can hit the desk with my fist and say, President Reagan, I don't like the way you're governing the United States. And the Russians said, I can do that. The Americans said, what? He says, I can walk into the Kremlin, into Brezhnev's office. I can pound Brezhnev's desk and I can say, Mr. President, I don't like the way Ronald Reagan is governing
1: the United States. He's a classic, isn't he? Man, we miss him every day. These people today would be eating him alive. They'd probably try to destroy him like they do Trump. It's sickening. We'll take a break, but before we do, I want you to get some comfort food. I want you to feel happy while we wait for the results of Arizona and Nevada. I want you to go to Taco Bell, any one of the locally owned and operated locations. Get yourself off the dollar crave menu, a grilled breakfast burrito with bacon bits. Maybe a little hungrier, go to the five dollar crave menu, a triple double crunch wrap with two tacos in a box, including a soft drink for five bucks. You can get double stuffed tacos for a dollar, grande burrito for the same. Two different AM crunch wraps are under three bucks. So is their Grande Scrambler. They're always innovating at Taco Bell, and they're always bringing things back that are popular. The Mexican pizza is back. I hope everyone got a Mexican pizza last night while they were watching election returns, if they were watching election returns. Sometimes it's hard to watch. I found it very hard to watch Fox, so I had to turn it off. But get that Mexican pizza if you didn't have it last night. Grab yourself a double steak grilled cheese burrito. That's back, too. All of the food you've come to love and the food that makes you happy is at any one of your locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. And here's where they are. I support them. In Missouri, they're in Chesterfield Valley, Washington, St. Clair, Union, Jackson, Cape Girardeau. In Illinois, they're in Waterloo, Decatur, Springfield, where Porky Pig got reelected, Carbondale, DuCoin, Troy, Salem, Jerseyville, and Columbia. Those are all locally owned and operated Taco Bell locations. And trust me, you might want to go there today. In honor of Pennsylvania voting for Fetterman, I give you the theme song from Forrest Gump. back in. Kevin Slayton with you in the Window World King's Court on this Wednesday morning, the day after the election. We welcome you back in and hopefully hopefully you've had your Taco Bell now and you're a little bit happier. But keep the faith because we have big results coming from Arizona and Nevada and if the Republican Senator candidates win those, the Senate is over. Georgia is irrelevant and that's the key. Make Georgia irrelevant. Make America great again. Our good friend Jordan Krugman will make your hope and your health better, great again, in every way, if you simply call him. Don't forget the open enrollment for your health insurance started last week and runs through January 15th. It's a great time to take a look at all of the options that Jordan might have for you. Now, by way of disclaimer, Jordan's my insurance agent, health insurance, my sons, my families, my friends, my Great listeners have called him. They are thrilled with him. He can help you. You might think that your health insurance program and plan is the best available. And you know what? It might well be. But don't you want to know that? I mean, I would want to know. I like peace of mind. I don't want to be guessing. Is mine the best? Jordan Krugman will tell you. 314-602-4055. 314 602 4055. He's online at TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net TheHealthInsuranceGuy.net Now what can he do for you? Well, just about anything. He'll probably advise you to stay as far away from Obamacare as you can because it's no good for you. But what he can do is sit with you virtually from the comfort of your own home, assess your needs, what plans that you'd like, what kind of coverage you want, how much money you can spend on that coverage, and then as a broker... He can take that plan that he'll design specifically for you within your budget and go to different insurance companies and get the best deal for you. He doesn't represent an insurance company. He represents you. He's your advocate. Never any broker fees, ever. Major medical, life, dental, vision, cancer plans, accident plans. He's gotten people's deductibles waived. There was a lady that he designed a plan for. She got cancer subsequently, and she didn't have to pay a penny out of pocket because of the way Jordan designed her plan. Imagine the hundreds of thousands of dollars in medical treatments for cancer that she endured that she would have had to pay for. He's an advocate for you. It doesn't matter if you're an individual, a family, or a small business. He'll help all of you. He's helped small businesses save tens of thousands of dollars, And give them better coverage for the employees. Now, how does that help the business owner? You keep your top employees. If someone else comes knocking and try to steal them away with a better benefits package, you don't have to worry. He's located in Missouri, but he's licensed in Missouri, Illinois, and 22 other states. So no matter where you're listening today, chances are he can help you. And with Medicare, same thing. You're getting all that sales literature in the mail now? Throw it away. It's too confusing. It's government run, for God's sakes. Call Jordan, 314-602-4055 on the internet at dot net. .net. He gets the Slayton Guarantee. That's right. Our phone lines are open, 636-538-0746. 636-538-0746. We'll probably be waiting on Arizona until Friday. Can you imagine that? They have 32% of the vote to count, and they're telling us it'll be until Friday. Now, yesterday, Florida had 100% of their vote to count. They finished by 9 o'clock. Same thing for Texas. Same thing in a lot of states. Bigger than Arizona. Arizona had their glitch code for cheating that occurred during the middle of the day, okay, now all the votes are in, count them. What are you waiting for? Doesn't it make anyone suspicious other than me? I don't trust these people to begin with. And now that I know that Harmy Dillon took a lawsuit across the street to the courthouse and was rebuked by an Obama judge, and by Obama judge I mean He was appointed by the then-Governor, Janet Napolitano, who worked in the Obama White House. What a shock. He doesn't want fair elections. He doesn't want to leave the polls open three more hours. That was all that was requested. Three more hours. Nope. Any liberal that tells you they're interested in fair and honest elections is a liar. They're not interested in that. They're interested in cheating every way possible. And these judges are corrupt, and that's even scarier still. Good morning, you're on the Window World Kings Court. How are you? Good morning, Kevin. Can you hear me? I can hear you fine. This is Andrew. I know it is.
5: <laughs> hey, hey, Kevin. Uh, this people have spoken, but I think we gave it a fantastic fight. I'm proud of uh, the people that helped me. I'm pr- I'm so happy about all the support I got from you guys. We got twenty what twenty five percent of the vote right there at that. And and no one knows us, things of that nature. So we did a fantastic job under those conditions. So I'm not upset. I'm not really, really upset. But it shows we can do some incremental things to get things done. But I'm certainly uh, frustrated by some of the things that I'm seeing that people, um, they they really entertain this stuff with Megan Green. We know that she's been involved with socialists and some of the communist movement here in St. Louis along with Kara Spencer and all of those things. And I think that should alarm people. But it just even shows that if you are just a, and I'm not going to, well, I would say Kotar is somewhat uh, flexible in in, in his philosophies of being a uh, Democrat, but he's certainly over the top, but they show that they'll choose someone like Megan Green and even the creep out. And I think probably uh, Ann Wagner is in your district. It it shows that that, that the lady there, Trish, she creeped up on her and got some significant numbers. So it shows that they're, their philosophy in some places in the country are what's scary. I think that's what the original uh, guy who called uh, the first caller today talked about that. I think he's just scared about the fact that, man, these people, man, they are they are vigilant. They're focused on what they're trying to do, and they don't care. They're almost like terrorists. They don't care about losing and losing and losing. They'll just keep coming at you in waves.
1: That's a very good description, and they are like terrorists, and they truly don't care about anybody. They're not in it for the public good. They're in it to line their own pockets. And I, as I said this morning, shame on the people of, of District 1. Shame on them. They get what they deserve. Same with Pennsylvania. Same with any of these liberal nut houses. They get every bad thing they have coming their way, and there's plenty coming their way.
5: Yes, but but they're oblivious to it. They don't care. Again, they have one focus, and it's only on them. You remember uh, Rahm Emanuel talked about never let a good um, – what, what did he say? Never I let, let a good crisis a go,
1: go to waste.
5: Go to waste. So that tells you about their, folk, their focus and what they believe in. And they're full of demagogues and ideologues. And those ideologues will just follow. And I kept telling people, I said, boy, we're out here fighting hard. We're, we're doing an outstanding job. But if you watch them, they're not even paying attention to us because they already know that they don't want to give us attention. That's part of the media blackout. They don't yep. want to do anything. They're just going to keep steamrolling and ignore us. And then move on beyond that and even make it worse. But they don't care about the outcomes for the city of St. Louis. They only worry about their agenda.
1: That's right. They couldn't care less about the city of St. Louis. Crime. People won't even go downtown because of the crime. I can't wait to see after about a year of that soccer franchise, they're not going to draw anybody. All it's going to take is one or two carjackings of people going to the game and that'll be the end of that. And I don't think, well, I, don't, I don't think the people that run the soccer team understand just how bad it is, but the Cardinals do and they hire Tons of security because the city city police don't have enough officers,
5: and, and it even shows um, when when they even considered soccer. I just say, oh boy, they're going to waste even more money. Yeah. Collinsville uh, was attracted, uh, well, was approached about having that soccer uh, team here. The same people involved. They did the analysis. I sit on that board over at Collinsville, the Economic Development Board. We did the analysis, looked at everything, and there's no way we could justify. It bring in a soccer team over there and that Andy will be vibrant and and survive. But the city of St. Louis and their great wisdom and wait, great cunning and uh, understanding of business and how things operate. <laughs> they brought it in and I'm with you is not going to survive because if it's not a, a West coast or East coast team where you just get large, large populations, none of those teams in the, uh, in those soccer leagues make any money. No, they don't. That's the only, reason, the only reason they make it.
1: And in addition to that, uh, the location of their stadiums in a horrific place their ticket prices are exorbitant they they i know people who've uh ordered season tickets and then canceled them when they found out the price they're they're charging more than the cardinals charge imagine yes. imagine the nerve of people to do that.
5: It'll just be another isore that runs down eventually because no one's going to be participating in it. We don't have. Football, I guess they'll use it for high school events and things of that nature. But I, and I'm looking, I'm not wishing bad, uh, bad on the, on the stadium and soccer at all. I like to see it vibrant, but it doesn't make any sense. But they've shown that they'll do things that don't make sense.
1: Makes no sense. And, and not only that, as I said before, uh, you've located it in the wrong spot. It's not going to work out. People aren't going to go back. The prices are too high. I don't know how you misjudge a market with your pricing that badly, but they did.
5: Well, it's just like you and I talked about it years ago, and people thought we were crazy when we said the city of St. Louis is causing uh, uh, Stan Kroenke to move. They're causing the Stan Kroenke to move because they won't take care of the obligations within the contract, and he couldn't have left if they would have just fulfilled their obligations exactly. on the on the Rams. And it was just that simple. Everyone thought that you were crazy for saying that. Meek's crazy for saying that. I'm saying it's simple. It's a contract, and right. he wouldn't he would not have gotten out of the contract if they, St. Louis would have done what they've done, but my man start crying on TV and everything else, and now they think Stan St. is the evil person from the West, and he's nothing <laughs> like that.
1: The people who criticize Crockett leaving and, and exercising his option under a contract are telling you that contracts and their own word means nothing because they mm-hmm. think that you can violate a contract, and it's okay as long as you're the one doing it. So St. Louis – Breach the contract, material breach of the contract, which is in legal terms the worst. They were in material breach. Stan Kroenke happened to notice that and used that to leave. Perfectly legal, perfectly ethical, and yet people in St. Louis hate him because he exercised his legal right that was negotiated and agreed to, and those very same people wanted St. Louis to break the contract and not get penalized for it. In other words, your word means nothing. And they're proud of it. Yes. And that's (laughs) a reflection
5: of how the City and the area run. And it also shows a sign of the number of people who believe in the exact same thing. And that is the part that should be scary for everyone. Because if you just look at the numbers that Cori Bush has, and everyone, well not everyone, I've got to be careful in my language. Significant numbers of people say that they dislike this woman. But all the things that make absolute sense, but they got overwhelmed and we got overwhelmed in the voting because people will say one thing and they do something totally different because of all the things that you talked about. You remember I mentioned the other day about the wussification that you talked about. That was a start of a big landslide. It was already sliding, but that started a big precipitous landslide because there's no ethics, no morals, and no, no business savvy, the, no uh, uh, competence. And that's one of the real things that is really wrong with the city of St. Louis. No competence in so-called leadership, and they just have bad morals. I just really believe so.
1: I couldn't agree with with you more. At some point, it becomes a matter of character, and they have none, and they don't care who they steal from. They don't care when they lie under oath. Oath? They shouldn't even be swearing to an oath when they go into court because they're going to lie anyway. Mm -hmm. So it means nothing to them. It's incredible uh, how this country has become a nation of liars. I mean, I, I get it that politicians through history have told some lies, but the whoppers that are told today, right in your face when you know differently, when, when someone who calls himself the president can say to the general public, the economy is strong, and yet I, I guess he understood that these illiterate bimbos, and that by that I mean men and women, would go vote for his people anyway. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. to me. I, I, I,
5: I, it, it shakes me to the core I it can't, does you, I, I, it shakes me absolutely to the core because i know our, we're off our compass is off our moral compass is off and i generally don't talk about morality things of that nature but but historically we know that men ha- used to have duels to the death based off of principle and character because at least they fought for something in that regard to tuckville when he visited the country he talked about the associations the guild the care that people have for each other that no one in europe does and things of that nature, we're losing all of that because they want to go with this failed experiment of socialism and try to push their agenda to try to usurp things because they don't have the competence to do anything, so they'll try to steal it politically.
1: Boy, that's perfectly stated. That is exactly what they do. And it's, it's amazing to me that people fall for this hook, line, and sinker. I used to think nobody could be this stupid collectively, but they, they truly are. And they prove it, and mm-hmm. they prove it day after day. As I said, though, to me, there's reason for optimism if you're a conservative because if we win Nevada and Arizona and the trends are good, the, the Senate race is over. Georgia is irrelevant, and the Republicans take over power. So there's three left. We need two of them. It's that simple.
5: Just that simple, and I'm hoping we can stay in the fight. But, again, I, I know it looks like it's doom and gloom. Uh, I'm frustrated, but I also have great hope because we are still the prominent country on this planet I think we still have enough within our Constitution and other things that will kind of slow this this fall down and slow this uh, slow slide down. And we can get back to some level of uh, some semblance of being decent and following the Constitution, because that's what put us in the position that we became great in the first place, along with Judeo-Christian. Ethic, no matter what you want to say or anyone else wants to say about anything else. This is Judeo-Christian ethics country based off of the con- a Republic that's based off of the Constitution. And as long as we can stay as close to that as possible, it gives us some margin of being able to succeed and bounce back. And you and I and others, uh, great people callers that called this show. And I thank all of them for their great support for me. If we keep on fighting, fighting the good fight, like you talk about every day, We still are in the fight, and there's an opportunity for us to uh, turn this thing around. I know it seems like we can't get it done, but we have to keep fighting because we're the only thing that's left. We have to keep on fighting.
1: We definitely have to keep fighting, and and yet they try. I think part of their theory, Andrew, is by their cheating, they they render you scratching your head saying, what's the use of me voting anymore? So they try to keep you away from voting by constantly cheating and wearing you down. I think that's part of their plan too.
5: Yes, absolutely, but one thing that they messed up with me on is the fact that I love—I I hate losing more than I hate, love winning. So I'll, once they start fighting me and ignoring me and things of that nature, I'll just keep on fighting and battling. I'm going to retire here real soon. So I'll have a whole lot more time to try to give them hell and change the mindset of people and try to get in this fight and dirty things up a little bit.
1: I love it. I love it. You're the kind of spirit we all need
5: yeah well i'm just I'm just following the good steps of great people, no matter all the blemishes that we may have had. That doesn't mean you throw the baby out with the bath water. that's the way I was raised obligation duty, responsibility accountability those are the things my dad talked and instilled in us and and I owe it to him and my mother to keep on fighting so and and you and the rest of the rest of the callers that are here, I'll keep calling Andrew the caller. And I'll keep trying to figure out a way that we can make an impact. And I really appreciate you, Kevin. Everything you're, you've done to support.
1: Well, you're a special guy and, uh, this, the district one just failed miserably in not electing someone of high character, high morals and a guy who cares about the people.
5: Well, I appreciate it, Kevin. And a little pun to it. Uh, the check is in the
8: mail.
1: For all that <laughs> great. <laughs> great support. All right. I love it. All right. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Andrew. I, I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you for calling. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and Andrew's upbeat, but that's a bitter pill to swallow, knowing that you lost to somebody like that and that people are telling him all along, hey, hey, this this is what we think of her. We're going to vote for you. And then these people, for whatever reason, don't. I don't understand what goes on in this country. You can take polls, as I've said all along, just throw them out the window. Not one of these pollsters got anything right. Not one. Once again... Have you ever seen people more consistently wrong make a lot of money other than political hacks in Washington? These pollster people, they make a fortune, and they never get anything right. They're like weather people. They make good money and never get anything right, except the pollsters make millions. I can't believe Lauren Bobert lost in Colorado. I can't believe that. Marjorie Taylor Greene won her race. Now, she's going to get a position front and center, in the new Republican majority, because McCarthy, I believe, likes her. He stood up for her. when Pelosi. Remember when Pelosi stripped her of her committees, her committee memberships? Look, I am an eye for an eye guy. People say, well, you know, the Republicans shouldn't do that. Yeah, they should. Because if you don't, guess what? If you don't stand up to bullies, you keep getting bullied. Now, you can tell us what a great person you're. Well, you know, I just didn't want to get down in the dirt with. Well, you better. And the first thing, very first thing McCarthy should do is tell Pelosi, you're not on any of these committees. Adam Schiff, you're not on any of them. None of you. You're done. You have zero power. You'll be privy to no information. Whatever you can do within the law, McCarthy should do to those people. They are vile rodents, vermin you pick the adjective. They have tried desperately to destroy a president and his presidency and his post-presidency, tried to destroy the life of his children, all for their own political gain. It's pretty pathetic. Pathetic. Unbelievable. it's just unconscionable 6365380746 that is our number if you care to vent if you care to call and you know we're going to sit here and wait now for 2 days isn't that pathetic and and i agree earlier um, one of the callers said something about the runoff in georgia why do you have a runoff what is wrong with those people down there runoff Shouldn't the person with the most votes win? This isn't the presidential election where you have an electoral college, although I'm starting to think we should. Because that would help places like Illinois, where everything wouldn't be centered in Chicago. It would help places like Pennsylvania, where everything wouldn't be settled in Philadelphia, or Michigan in Detroit. Can you imagine Michigan voted for witchcraft again? That young lady that was running against her, Tudor Dixon, I believe is her name. I've seen her on several interviews. She's a perfect candidate. She's interested in helping people. Witchcraft isn't. And yet, it was about a five-point win. Wasn't really that close. What do you think's wrong with the people in Michigan? They've been spending too much time in Lake Erie? I mean, what's going on with those people? This is the most fractured country in the world. As I've said before, where there are dictatorships, people understand that it's a dictatorship, and it's the way it is. If you don't like it, you leave. It's the same in this country. If it gets too bad for you, you just leave. When my friend told me last night about thinking moving to the U.K., I started thinking, maybe I ought to get out of here. I mean, there's nothing to keep you in this country anymore. It used to be the bastion of freedom. It's not. We don't have free and fair elections. We want, we're, we're so quick to criticize all these other countries. They don't even have fair elections. We don't. We have corrupt politicians who never pay a price. We have a Gestapo of our own, just like the Nazis had. We can't even be original. I mean, quit following Adolf Hitler's blueprint. Can't you get creative yourself? But we can't. So I understand the sentiment. There's no real reason to live here anymore. It's a disgraced country. And if you don't believe me, just ask anyone around the world. This guy was over in Scotland. People were asking him what the hell's wrong with America. What's the answer? Corrupt politicians. Well, we have them too. Yeah, everybody does. And yet they all survive. When's the last time you saw a politician in the United States go to jail? Are you telling me that they're all observant of the laws? That none of them have done anything criminally wrong? Is that what you're trying to tell me? That none have lied under oath? The answer to the question is, you never have seen one go to jail. And likely you won't. Now, hopefully, I hear people say, well, I hope the Republicans don't do investigations. They better do investigations, and they better start day one. You're not going to get any legislation accomplished unless you have the Senate. And even if you have the Senate, you're not going to, because Biden will just veto it. You have to have enough votes to, I think it's a two-thirds override. And that's not going to happen. So investigate, investigate, prosecute, convict, sentence. The problem that they have, even with that, is the corrupt Department of Justice. So even if the, the House majority of Republicans refers James Comey or Clapper or Brennan, or Strzok, or Page, or McCabe for criminal prosecution, Merrick Garland's not going to prosecute any of them. The first time you'll see any of these people prosecuted is if a new president gets in, and it's a Republican. Unbelievable, right? It is Unbelievable. So we're kind of screwed there. The only the only reason to gain power of the House and the Senate, or at least one of them, is to stop them from doing what they're doing to the country. Now, he'll continue to try to throw executive orders out there. I don't know how much more damage he can do to this country in the next two years, but he'll try. But you can stop all of his legislative agenda, and all you need is one body to do that. It would have been wonderful to see us get the Senate, too, and we still may. But we won't know till Friday. So there's really no reason to be down. You can be angry about what happened in Pennsylvania. You can be angry about what happened in Michigan in the governor's uh, election there. Lauren Boebert's loss. But really, that's about it. There are a lot of positives that came out of this for Republicans. All of the House seats that were flipped in New York, that's what helped give the Republicans, the majority, in the House. Without those, they may not get it. So some some very positive things. Laxalt is going to win the Senate race in Nevada. I believe Masters will win in Arizona, but there's some real corruption going on there. Sadly, in Georgia, we know they'll steal that one now. So it has to be Arizona. But otherwise, look at the, de- the uh, demolition of the Democrat Party in Florida. Four years ago, Ron DeSantis won the governor's chair by less than 1%, I believe it was, to a guy who later was charged with crimes. Yesterday he won by 20 points. And you know who did a lot of the voting for him? People from New York who moved to Florida and were tired of the crap in New York. The problem Republicans have in this country is too many of Republican voters are centered in Florida. (laughs) We need to spread it around. That's the problem. I'll bet you that if you talk to Europeans, their eyes and ears are open to the corruption over there. They're not fooled. Only in this country are people dumb enough to be fooled. And, man, they're dumb. I mean, if you need any more evidence that these people are really, really stupid, I don't know what you're looking for. Maybe bang you over the head with a two-by-four. Would that help? Because they really are that dumb. I'm of the opinion when I see a poll that, that says, 38% of the country gives Biden a favorable rating as president. We know that that's an historically low number, but it's still awfully high, if you ask me. That means almost 4 out of 10 people think he's doing a good job. Now, I don't believe these polls, but since they're liberal skewed and they give him that low number, you might think it's fairly accurate, but that still means that 4 out of 10 people think he's doing fine even when they tell us 75 and 80% of people think the country's headed in the wrong direction, that means one out of four think it's okay. What the hell's wrong with you? What is okay, what is headed in the right direction about all the things that this guy has destroyed? Is draining our strategic oil reserves, is that the right direction? is taking us from energy independence to energy dependent? Is that the right? The, you want more of that? The answer is yes, they do. They want more. Give us more. But the real problem with the United States of America, it doesn't start in Washington. It starts with the media. Because without the media... The politicians couldn't get away with the stuff they get away with without the cover that they get from the media. Couldn't happen. Couldn't happen. I, I love the polls from the 2020 election that said, if these people had known about Hunter Biden's laptop, they wouldn't have voted for Biden. I don't believe that. These people know about Fetterman's stroke and they vote for him. Why would that stop them from voting for Biden? They're stupid. They voted for witchcraft in Michigan. They're just dumb. Don't tell me that the existence of a laptop would have stopped them from voting for the guy they wanted to vote for anyway. Their hatred of Donald Trump was so deep. How do you hate someone like that? How do you hate a guy who's done nothing but good for you as a citizen, but because a, a, a pack of quacks who hate this country and has been exposed for their wrongdoing by Trump, you hate Trump? Not them? If I lead you to the murderer of your daughter, you hate me? But not the murderer? That's the, the analogy. It's unbelievable. Donald Trump led us to see what these people were doing. When the curtain was pulled back, we didn't like what we saw. Donald Trump then instituted policies that were favorable to all of us. He helped you too, Mr. Democrat. Minorities, he helped you more than any president in my lifetime. And you hate him? (laughs) If this wasn't so batshit crazy... I would at least try to understand it. But you can't understand that. You know what a friend of mine who's a psychologist told me one time? I said, these people are crazy. And she said, you know, you know why you don't understand crazy? Because you're not crazy. And that makes more sense than anything I've ever been told. How can you understand these people unless you're crazy like they are? They are cray-cray. There's no doubt about it. I never tell anybody who to associate with, but if you associate with those people, man, you better take a look in the mirror. Look in the mirror. We all expected a huge bump in the stock market this morning. They had indicated yesterday on Wall Street that they were ready to explode with the Republicans taking over everything. Way up yesterday, now it's down. Instead of going up today, it went down. Now, that could still change on Friday if we get Arizona and Nevada. But for right now, Wall Street's saying we reject single-party government. And until it's official, it's the way it's going to be. Scary times, folks. Try to keep on a happy face today. Keep in mind, let's keep the faith. Let's pray, 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 pray. It's the only thing I know to do. For Blake Masters and Laxalt and Herschel Walker, for that matter. Just think about this. If we would sweep them, we'd have 52 to 48. The most optimistic views were 53 or 54. Now, I don't know that we'll sweep them, but if we did, it's 52. Plus the House, come on. It would have been a great, it will be a great night. But those things have to happen. Fetterman and Oz wasn't going to decide the Senate. Still isn't. It only is a part of deciding the Senate if these other ones falter. So let's pray. And then we'll adjourn for the day and come back tomorrow to fight the good fight for you. We will never stop. Right here on Window World, King's Court on com. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.